Welcome to Inside the Path to Success podcast, brought to you by Opulus, where you go behind the scenes with financial planners Ryan Greiser and Fran Walsh to hear stories about how leading entrepreneurs, millennials, professional athletes, and coaches navigate the natural challenges that arise on the path to success and how to advance to the next level. And now, here are your hosts from Opulus, Ryan Greiser and Fran Walsh. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Path to Success. Uh, today we got a uh, good episode, not not the most fun topic to be talking about, but uh, unfortunately it is here. We're going to be talking bear markets and uh, recessions today, right? Yeah, it's here, right? Nobody's fault, at least for our audience or us, but it's our problem that we got to deal with and navigate through it. Absolutely. So let's dive into just a quick background on bear markets. So what is a bear market officially? A bear market is when investment prices drop by 20% or more. Bear market is defined by a prolonged drop in investment prices. Generally, a bear market happens when the broad market index falls by 20% or more from its most recent high. There could be bear markets for the market as a whole, such as the Dow Jones or the S&P 500, uh, as well as the NASDAQ, or it can happen for individual stocks. The S&P 500, for example, is officially in a bear market today, right? That is usually the the gold standard index, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, yeah. by what gets referred to as a bear market. Uh, we're officially down, I believe, 22% as of today, uh, year to date. Now, while 20% is the threshold for a bear market, they traditionally can often plummet much deeper than that, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, but that is just the nature of the business for a sustained period, that is. Um, although the market will occasionally have what we call relief rallies, where things may see, seem positive for a week, traditionally, uh, the general trend will continue downwards from for a period of time. Eventually, though, investors will continue uh, you know, to start to find their feet a little bit. They start to find some uh, stocks that are attractively priced uh, because, you know, things are at a discount, which, which is great news for us. Um, and then officially they can start buying, which eventually will end the bear market. Now, bear markets are traditionally characterized by investors' pessimism and low confidence, right? Right now, it seems like it's the end of the world, right? There's a war going on in Ukraine. Inflation's at a 40-year high. It seems like there's really nothing going on as far as good news yep. in the markets. But it's good to just keep a the mindset that, hey, this will pass just like every other bad news cycle has passed, right? Two years ago, we went through COVID. It seemed like that was never going to end, right? But- like everything else, this too will pass eventually. So what causes a bear market and how long do they traditionally last? Bear markets will often occur just before or after economies move into a recession. Uh, basically, when they see in a shrinking economy, investors will expect corporate profits to decline in the near future. And then as they sell, they push the market lower. Bear markets can single more unemployment, tougher economic times ahead. So yep. it's kind of just a bad storm of terrible news. So it doesn't really seem just like we're going through now. It doesn't seem like there's really any optimism, right? You yeah. hear some people say like, oh, well, the economy is doing great. It's like, well, where are those stats coming from? Because as far as we're looking, it doesn't really seem like things are going great now. Yeah. Um, but some good news to kind of talk about is that bear markets traditionally will be much shorter than bull markets. On average, a bear market will last about 360 days, according to Invesco data, versus 1,742 days for bull markets. Uh, they also tend to be statistically less severe with an average loss of 33% compared to a bull market average of 159% in the positive. So, you know, as bad as it sounds, right? As long as we can, on average, 
keep those statistics yeah. in the future. Obviously, past performance is no guarantee of future yep. returns. It is, you know, a positive sign moving forward, knowing that, hey, these things happen. They happen, you know, every few years or so. And then you're going to dive into those stats a little bit. Um, but it's just good to keep that long-term mindset, know that, hey, these things will happen. We just got to get through them, and there's going to be brighter times ahead. Yeah, and, and emotionally, you look at a 33% loss is much, much more painful than the good feelings we get from 150% gain. Yep. It's just human psychology throws us in this warp. Even though those numbers are very clear, history has shown that that's what has happened during these period of times. Psychologically, that pain of that negative 33% loss is so much more dramatic than that the good feeling we get from 160% gain on it, right? And, and here's the reality is we knew that markets were going to continue their wild ride going into this year. And, and here we are. Right, just like a lot of people predict it and expect it, and stocks did slide in this bear market territory after this bad May inflation report that showed that prices rose at the fastest pace since 1981. So over 40 years ago, like this is the fastest that things have risen like this. And obviously, it's clear the Federal Reserve's efforts to cool inflation have not worked like they expected so far, right? Investors are obviously nervous about this. In response to those concerns about inflation, the Fed has rose um, the benchmark interest rate by another 0.75%, which doesn't seem, well, okay, 0.75% doesn't seem that dramatic, but on a percentage basis, right? That is a dramatic increase. And in fact, like one of the largest increases that they've made to the uh, the Fed reserve rate in nearly three decades. Right, so, so this is it was a fairly dramatic move, and their move it will hopefully yield relief from rising prices, but also means that the cost of borrowing will go up and could dent business and consumer spending. Right, like, we have a lot of clients that are looking at buying homes. Yeah. Mortgage rates just not too long ago were two point nine percent, three percent. Now they've doubled. Right, yeah, which has a dramatic crazy. impact. So that could add a thousand dollars on a mortgage payment, which means like, well, that half a million dollar house or that three hundred thousand dollar house that you were looking at uh, might not be affordable anymore, yeah. right, for somebody. That million dollar house is now really, you know, a dramatically larger payment. So those transactions aren't happening, or they're moving down to a cheaper price point. So it has a, a dramatic impact. Um, you know, so the reality is, we take a look at this: is should we be worried about the markets? Cautious, yes. Weary, perhaps. Afraid or worried, no, in our humble opinion. And here's why. For three reasons. Many of the stocks leading the fall were high flyers during the pandemic. So the pullback could be a healthy correction of overblown prices and valuations on those stocks. Number two, bear markets do not last forever. On average, they tend to linger for roughly about 15 months. However, the 2020 bear market only lasted 33 days. Yeah. So 33 days, 15 months, we're not sure. Time will tell, but we're saying, hey, kind of prepare for the worst. And if things are better, fantastic. But yep. be in that mindset. And the third thing is half of the market's best days have happened during the bear market. Let me say that again. Half of the market's best days have happened during a bear market. And we expect some of those good days are going to be ahead yet. So let's say we do go into a recession right through this bear market. To get some historical perspective, here's what happened during the last few recessions. We look at the last uh, you know 10 or so that we've had from the 50s until recently. And that's how many have happened, right? 10 to 11 recessions have occurred. 
It's important to realize what happens 12 months before a recession, six months before, during a recession, and then six months, 12 months, and two years after. So leading up to a recession, both 12, six months, that the average portfolio has a positive return 45% of the time. So right now, are we going to go into a recession? Are we not? The data still hasn't determined what's going to happen. But during this period, we're saying, hey, there's a 50-50% chance to store. Now, again, historically, might not repeat itself. Yep. Past performance is no indication of future returns. But if we look at that as a guide, we're saying, hey, half the time during these periods, we still might get positive returns during a recession, or we might not. So it's a little bit dicey right now in terms of what's the short-term outcome going to be. So if we officially do go into a recession, the stats are the exact same, yep. right? 42% of the time, it's going to be 45% of the time. This is some data from from Charts and uh, Morningstar and, uh, and the data wrapper on this. Same thing. 45% of the time, 12 months before, six months before, and during a recession, we get positive returns. But the average is negative, about 1% to 3% on average. So most likely in the next 6, 12, or during the recession, we're going to have some negative returns. But what's important is six months, 12 months, and two years after we're coming out of the recession, it's an 82 to a 90% chance, depending on the time frame you're looking at, that we're going to have positive returns. On average, six months after recession, positive 7% average return. 12 months after recession, positive 16%. Two years after a recession, 20% positive return on average. So if you're a short-term investor and looking to invest your money for only three months, six months, a year, who really knows what their outcome is going to be? You got a 50-50 shot of being negative, a 50-50 shot of being positive. However, if you are a long-term investor and you got long-term money in a retirement account or for a longer-term goal, you have a fantastic opportunity to buy some quality companies at discounted prices if you're willing to hold them long enough and your time horizon is right and your risk tolerance is dialed in. So if we know those are the stats and we look at the data, just like we did earlier, what should we do now? First of all, do not panic. The absolute worst thing that we can do is hit the eject button and bail on your investment strategy. So absolutely, regardless, as long as you have a long-term time horizon, not the best move. Because it's impossible to perfectly time your re-entry into markets and missing the ride back up on those best days that do happen like they have in the past could be painful impact on your long-term returns. And market downturns can also create opportunities for, you know, great bargain hunting if we're flexible, like like we just talked about. So, you know, with all those things said, conversation that we've had with our clients or just friends recently is should I hit the eject button? Answers no. And should I stop investing systematically into my retirement account or into my other investment account? Answer is also no. This is the great opportunity to continually invest into the markets if you have opportunity, if you have liquid cash available, and you have a long-term time horizon to keep your strategy sound, block out the noise, and focus on those long-term strategies. Yep, absolutely. And I remember, I don't remember what the exact stat was, but I remember back during COVID when obviously the market, you, it was the shortest bear market probably ever, 33 days. Yeah, 33 but days, right? I remember um, there was an amazing stat that was like, your portfolio gains over the long term, they did some sort of study just missing the top 10 days mm -hmm. of each year, cut like a 20-year portfolio nearly in half of returns, which yeah. just shows like, hey, it is more important to be timing. Time in the markets is more important than timing the markets, 100%. right? You're never going to get Love it right. Uh, no one's perfect. No one knows exactly when the bottom will be. It's just about, like you said, dollar cost averaging, um, you know. 
finding those good times where you know markets are down and you know, hey, historically over time, you're probably getting in at a better price as long as you are a long-term investor. Um, so let's just wrap up. Quick five steps for everyone to follow. I know you touched on uh, some of them, but just something to leave people with. Number one, like you said, avoid knee-jerk reactions. Don't make any rash decisions. Try not to be emotional. Try not to get yourself overworked just by checking your portfolio every day. Don't look at it. Close your computer. And uh, you know, if you have a solid strategy, yep. you're just going to be just fine. Number two, assess risk tolerance and goals. If you find yourself feeling like you emotionally cannot bear like seeing that your account go down, maybe you're taking on too much risk and you mm-hmm. need to dial it back. So you got to, you know, speak with your advisor, or whoever you consult with and figure out, um, you know, how you can dial that back a bit. Number three, rebalance if necessary. Sometimes there's, there's good times where it's time to make, it's good to make shifts in your portfolio, whether you're moving towards, uh, you know, some dividend producing stocks or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, rebalances are always good. Um, number four, dollar cost average. If needed, like you said, when things are on a discount, it's a great time to you know add some funds in. If you have the ability to do so, get yourself in at a lower average, and then you know when things bounce back, you're going to be looking much better. And lastly, just maintain perspective, right? As long as you're a long-term thinker, if you're investing, you know, for retirement or whatever the case may be, just maintain that perspective. Don't get panicked over what you see over you know a day, a week, a month, or even a year, right? Keep that long-term perspective in mind. Things will get better, and this too will pass like every other, um, you know, emergency has. Yeah, and I'll just add one thing to that is don't be afraid to reach out for help. Whether that's to a friend, right, an advisor, someone who's steady, level-headed, and has been through this before. If this is your first time going through something painful like this, reach out for help so that you can stay the course and make the right decisions. Yep. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, any other closing thoughts? No, I'm good. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for tuning in, everyone. Hope you guys enjoy. I'll pour it in onward, baby. If you want even more insights on the path to success, follow Ryan and Fran at Opulus LLC on Instagram and Facebook. Or check us out on the web at www.opulus.us. Lastly, the content of this podcast is not to be viewed as personal investment, legal, or tax advice. You should always consult with a professional advisor before implementing any topics discussed.